Here we are at episode 10. I am so excited. Thank you so much for being on this journey with me. And I hope that you have enjoyed it as, as much as I have. I wanted to share that I have a mini series dropping this week. It's three bonus episodes about the Enneagram. I have joined with Carrie over at Beacons of Bravery podcast, and we decided to do kind of a joint collaboration, just talking about the Enneagram and just what it is and why you should be familiar with it. I just wanted to give you a, a heads up to expect a few more episodes this week. But until then, let's get into today's episode, part two of 10 Things That May Be Keeping You From Healing. Hi friend, I am so excited that you're here to check out Her Restored Spirit podcast. If you've gone through something that has left you broken spirited, maybe it's a divorce, loss of a spouse, or even a child, loss of a job, whatever it is, I know there is restoration in your future. I'm a widowed mom, and I remember what it feels like to emerge from the fog to discover that my loss is not the center of my story, but it actually instilled in me a new hope, a new understanding of faith, and a new strengthening in my heart, soul, and motherhood. I have finally understood that God has taken my test and formed it into my testimony, and that's why I'm here with you. I want you to step into your purpose, into a newfound joy, and to turn a new page in your book because I believe you are on the brink of full restoration unlocking a confidence that you didn't know was inside you, and understanding how to live more fruitfully with purpose, joy, and permission to be washed in possibility. It's time, friend, to reclaim your restored spirit. Hi, and welcome back to part two of the 10 things keeping you from healing. My name is Tammy, and I'm your host, and welcome. I, I hope that you enjoyed the first part of this. And again, I just want to recap that this is not meant to, to make you feel guilty or shameful for not healing or not moving forward. Sometimes we put up these protective barriers, this armor that keeps us from healing. And though we don't think we're we're still in active grief or we if we're not moving backwards or we're not cycling and we're not crying and we're not, you know, feeling those sense of dread, we still may be keeping ourselves from moving forward. And so that's what these things are, these 10 items, just to, to check to see, like do a little heart check. Am I hiding any of these in my heart? Are the, Am I using them as armor that I can actually put down now that I don't need to I don't need to use. I don't, I'm not in survival mode now. I'm actually in a place where I want to thrive. I want to live. I want to have purpose and joy and love. And I just want to grow. Well, some of these things seemingly small may be keeping you from doing that. So just to recap what we talked about in part one quickly, um, we talked about the, the fear, fear of the unknown, feel the fear of being comfortable the, unco- the comfortable fear of just acting forward. Like we, we have these desires, but we're scared. Then we talked about the, the what if game, the brain games that we play in our head that, you know, they're losing games. They don't allow us to grow. They keep us, you know, seemingly it's like, well, if it was different, we would be doing this. Well, so we should be doing that. And no, who says? No one knows what the future holds. So even if you were in the same position, even if you had the same relationship, the same dream, who knows what 
two years down the road would look like. So you don't know what you would be doing. So give yourself a break and stop playing those mind games, those what if games. The next is the, the, the lack of acceptance or avoidance of what's going on. Embrace your life now. Embrace the gifts that has come with it. Embrace the trials. Embrace the who you are and realize that because of what you've been through, you're growing. Because of what you've been through, through, your life is a little different. And in a lot of ways, if you look and you embrace that and you look to see, wow, I, I have grown as a person. I'm stronger. I'm more resilient. I have more grit. So by accepting those, you're also accepting that it's okay that things don't go exactly how you planned it. It doesn't go exactly how you've dreamed. In fact, it doesn't go any how you dream sometimes. But it's okay if you accept where you are and you don't avoid what you've been through. You don't want to stop talking about what you've been through. You don't want to stop feeling that because the truth is it did happen to you and it was traumatic. It was life altering. And that is what drives who you are now. The key is, is that you get to decide how it drives you. Does it drive you forward to be helpful and to be growing and to really want to have a purpose and and live a life? Or is it driving you into darkness and stuckness and just in a, a life that's not one that you envisioned, one that's full of depression and anxiety? And then we just talked about the lack of community. And I know several of you reached out to me about that. And I appreciate because there is something to be said about friends. And I mean, there's a lot to be said about friends, excuse me, and family. But having a like experienced community is so helpful. And then waiting for the motivation or the feeling of being ready. Well, feelings are not truthful. We should listen to them, but then we need to analyze and observe what are the feelings really telling us. And so we never feel ready to move forward. You never feel motivated. But if you have that like desire, like, well, I'll, you know, when I feel it, well, that's already, your heart is telling you that you may be ready. So now you have to act. So with that, we'll get into the five things for today. And these ones are a little bit more, a little heavier, and they kind of all go together, but I think that they're slightly different enough that it's, they need to be discussed as individual things. Um, The first one is blame and bitterness. Now, I know many people in many circumstances, it may have been a person or an event or something that caused the trauma. It may have been a circumstance and you may not have had anything to do with it. But blame and bitterness is not about what someone does to you. It's all about what's in your heart. It is something that festers and that grows and it starts to paint a different picture of the world. If you look through the eyes of bitterness and blame, it is hard to see the joy. Even in your own kids, even in your own family and your friends, if you have bitterness in your heart, that is like a 
pair of glasses that you see everything through. And if it's not addressed, then it starts to, to bubble up into everything. And that bitterness really can eat at your soul. It can eat at your, your gut and give you ulcers and give you like some more somatic issues that you don't need. So you need to look for little hints of bitterness in your heart. Look for that. Um, and for me, I kind of picture like the apple that Snow White eats. I don't know why, but I just, you know, you're holding it and you're choosing to bite it. it and sometimes it looks like it feels good. It looks like it'll be tasty, but really it makes you fall asleep to what life really could be. Hebrews 12, 15 says, See to it that no one falls short of the grace of God, and that no bitter root grows up to cause trouble and defile many. Bitterness isn't just something that affects you. If you hold that bitterness in your heart, then the people around you, the people closest to you, your children, are going to start to see the world through those that those lenses as well. They're going to start to pick up that that is the feeling you have and start to emulate it as well. Because bitterness is is catchy. Bitterness spreads. Have you been around a friend who is just bitter and you're like, wow, when I'm around them, it just makes me feel so down. It makes me feel dark. Well, I don't want that for you. And you don't want that for your kids. So take a look to see if there is bitterness and where might it be hiding? Even if it's a little, it still it still needs to be released. The next is similar, but I think that it's different enough that it should be separated. It should be discussed on its own and it's unforgiveness. So you may not be bitter about something, but you can st- still hold unforgiveness in your heart. Matthew 6, 14 through 15 says, For if you forgive people their wrongdoing, your heavenly Father will forgive you as well. But if you don't forgive people, your Father will not forgive. Really, forgiveness is for you. It's not for the other person. Now, may they get something from that if they take it and really embody that. If if they have forgiveness in their heart for themselves and if they ask for forgiveness, sure. But... You do not have to forgive someone and even tell them. You can just resolve it in your heart. And it takes work. When people really hurt you and it goes deep, sometimes it's even harder to forgive. But you don't have to trust them again. You don't have to treat it like it never happened. There's that avoidance. You don't have to even speak to them again. The forgiveness is to help you grow. It's to help you move forward and realize what you've been through, you know, you survived it and you've learned from it and you grew from it and you're able to to help others. You're able to share your experience from a place of power and a place of forgiveness. And while we all want to be forgiven for the where we fall short, what we do wrong, what the decisions that we make, I know pretty much daily I, I make mistakes in parenting. I've never had a teenager before. It is hard. It is hard. I mistakenly believe that counseling teenagers for years would help prepare me. Well, it's different when it's your own child. 
So I apologize a lot. I ask myself for forgiveness, realizing that, okay, this is the first time I've ever experienced this. I'm not expected to get it right. And also remembering that my parents didn't get it all right either, but I turned out okay. So I don't think I'm going to completely ruin them. But I digress. Back to back to forgiveness. But again, like that's one place that we have to forgive ourselves for what we've been through, forgiveness for the other person, but also forgive the un- unrealistic expectations that we do not live up to for ourselves. Forgive ourselves for not being able to do it all. Forgive ourselves for not being able to be the adult, the two adults that the one child needs. And just forgive for everything that we that we're feeling. So have that forgiveness in your heart because unforgiveness, like bitterness, festers and bubbles. Deuteronomy 29, 18 and 19 says, Be sure there is no root among you bearing poisonous and bitter fruit. He may hear himself exempt thinking, I have peace, even though I have a stubborn heart. This will lead to destruction in the well-watered land as well as the dry land. So even if you are doing well, even if things seem to be going well, if you have bitterness or unforgiveness in your heart, it will bring destruction. It will come out somehow. So break that cycle, break that bond, and work towards gaining that freedom from bitterness and unforgiveness. And there's so many books out there to on how to do that. Um, I won't go into this because it just that's a whole nother long episode. But just know that forgiveness for and bitterness can be released. It just takes a little bit of work or maybe a lot of work, but it's worth it. The next is the next step of bitterness and unforgiveness is do you feel like you have to suffer? Do you feel that if you release some of that raw pain that you move out of the cycle of active grief for your divorce or for your loss, that you will forget the good times, that you'll forget what you went through. I will tell you that there was a time that I was really focused on keeping that suffering, keeping on the inside, show on the outside that everything's fine and I'm moving and I'm growing and I'm doing all the things that looks like I should be. But I was so afraid that if I released that raw pain, if I released the feeling and started to grasp onto true joy and freedom, that I would forget, that I would not feel my husband's presence or keep those memories that really are, it's not just the memories of us together, but it's the memories of who I was with him and who he was with me, that if I did not feel the pain, that I would forget those. And then I realized that as I released the grip of suffering, that no one deserves to suffer. Now, even God says we'll suffer a little, but he didn't say that we can suffer a lot. He didn't say he wants us to stay in that perpetual state of suffering or that you have to suffer to remember what you went through. And I promise you, now that I've released the suffering, and it's a process, I remind myself, 
But now that I've released it, I still have all of those memories. And actually, they are sweeter than they were before. Because I've released the suffering, I can really experience the joy in the memories and not have that underlying tone of sadness with them. So by releasing the suffering, your your need to suffer, you're giving yourself permission to recognize the good of the past, of the present, and the future. I feel like there's so much more to this theme. And the more I work with women in my in my coaching practice, the more I realize that this is a common common issue. The I don't deserve a better life. I don't deserve to be happy when my husband is is gone. I don't deserve because I screwed up the marriage and I and I need to suffer because I made the mistake and I destroyed a good marriage. Everyone makes mistakes. This is where forgiveness goes back to. Ask for forgiveness for yourself, for your your loved one, but get out of that state of that thinking, that fixed mindset that you need to suffer. You don't have to suffer to feel the negative side effects either. You don't have to fall into that deep, dark suffering. And by by having that shield of suffering around you, you are not allowing real joy to come in. You can't laugh at your kids because they are just being silly. You can't have authentic joy or happiness or pleasure or peace because everything is tainted with that idea of oh don't enjoy this too much because you don't that's not what we do that's not what you deserve you have to feel the bad so you don't forget and you don't release those chains release that feeling and don't allow yourself to stay in that cycle forever it's such a beautiful thing when you release that and you start to feel real joy again, when you start to feel that life is worth living and there's happiness and beauty all around you. Now, I've also seen people go to the other extreme where they fall into the trap of let's just move forward. Let's just move on quickly and let's just put that behind us. And so we don't feel suffering at all. And I really believe that will keep you from healing as well. Now, I don't believe that you should stay stay in the suffering. I've explained that. But I also don't think that if you work too quickly through your feelings or avoid the feelings and just jump into whatever's next to move forward, to move on, and just so that way you don't have to deal with it anymore... Now, that is going to stop you from healing as well. Now, when I'm talking about this, I'm not saying that you, when a relationship is right, even if it's soon after the event, that you should avoid it. I'm not talking about that at all. I'm talking about if you are using a relationship and you know the person's not right for you or you're not ready for a relationship and you jump into it, yes, that could be a toxic situation. But I know a lot of people who find love again quicker than they were expecting, but they don't replace. 
they still in that relationship, they allow their, their body and their mind and their soul to heal. And the relationship is a benefit. What I'm talking about is if you just take on toxic habits, if you take on toxic and maladaptive and you do things that you know is not good for you in order to avoid or circumvent the healing process. You need to give yourself time to heal and grow and figure out who you are now. Now, for me, I've chosen to do that single. And I know that that's not for everybody. And I'm not saying that you should. I'm not saying that it's the right path because it's definitely not an easy path. It's very lonely and it's a very hard but it's a choice that I made and I'm making daily and that's okay because what's, what is keeping me moving forward is that I am spending time with my kids and finding out who they are. I'm spending time with myself and understanding what I, what I need and who I am and now really embracing my identity, my confidence, my, well, just who I am today. I like myself. I like who I've become. And that's what healing is, is you take what you've been through and you allow it to become part of yourself and then you grow from it. And it isn't avoided. I can talk about it. I cannot talk about it. I can um, celebrate things. I can be sad about things, but it's my choice now that I don't avoid the the sad moments and I don't avoid things that remind me of my old self or my old relationships. And so that's what I'm talking about is don't move on too quickly to get to the next thing. Move forward so that way you can heal and take your heart with you. So when you are ready for the next step and whatever that may be if it's a new job a new relationship a new dream a new passion anything you get to define what new is but you've done your work and your heart is ready to embrace it fully and the final thing that i want to talk about is one that was that is really challenging because when you're going through when you're going through trials and hardships no one around you wants to suffer wants you to suffer no one around you wants you to be sad all the time and so all of a sudden you start to put up these walls of happiness or you start to act like people want you to act around them in order to avoid making them sad you start to do things because it pleases them and because it's just easier than them seeing the real you. So the last thing I wanted to talk about is believing that you have to please everyone. We all have people in our lives, and sometimes it's family, and people really close to us who feel that we should be further along or in a different place than we are now, or you should be acting this way, or could you be a little bit more like this, or hey, you know, it's been X amount of time. This is, 
this is not a problem anymore. We have all these people who have ideas of how we should be. And if you're not careful, you fall into this trap of starting to emulate or embody or at least put a facade up of who they think you should be because it's easier. Because if you're there and if you're sad, it makes them sad and then you're consoling them or they get uncomfortable because of your discomfort or they get uncomfortable because you're not uncomfortable and you're not sad and you should be sad. There's there's so many expectations that other people put on you, which again, you have so many expectations you put on yourself and now you're trying to... and. You're trying to please everyone by following their expectations as well. And no two people have the same expectations for you. It is exhausting. And then you spend more time reminding yourself, okay, this is what I, how I need to act around this person. And this is what I need to, I'll show this area of my life to this person. And the truth is, you don't have to do any of it. Grief and hardship and healing has no timeline. No two paths or journeys look the same. And no one knows how they are going to react or what should be done until they are walking through it themselves. And then they see that it's a lot more complicated than you, than you would think. There's a lot more ups and downs. There's a lot more of sadness and happiness at the same moment, these same experiences, but because of the element of grief in your life, this incredibly happy moment, this child graduation or their first goal or this, you know, their first boyfriend or girlfriend is also threaded with deep sadness because the person that you were experiencing that with or wanted to experience that with, whether you're divorced or lost, it's not the same. You don't have that partner, the person completely invested who feels the same. So don't get into the trap that you have to please everyone, that you have to follow the path that other people lay before you because it's not your path. They don't know what really is going on or why you're responding the way you are, why you're acting the way you are. They don't understand what happens at three in the morning when your kids are having a nightmare. And so you have to, you have to treat things a little differently. You have to approach things a little differently. So the shoulds and coulds and you need to, you can just hear them out and say, thank you for your advice. I'll consider it and move on. Other people don't have to have a say in your life. Now, if you value their their opinion and it's something that you, you know, because sometimes a good friend saying, hey, I see that you're in this pattern. Have you thought about what this pattern is doing to you? You know, that's healthy. That's good. But you still don't have to take their advice. You can still say, you know what? I, I see it. I thank you. I'm not quite ready to deal with it. Can you remind me again in a month? Or, hey, I'll let you know when I'm ready. That's fine too. But don't fall into that cycle of people pleasing, of trying to make it seem that you're okay because other people are uncomfortable. Because you know what? Life has uncomfortable things in it. And the the more we are okay with sitting in the uncomfortable, the stronger we become. 
the stronger we can show our kids, the, the strength that we can show our kids and realizing that there's many times that we don't know what's going to happen or we're in a situation where everyone else chooses a different path, but that's okay because this is the right path for us. So just to recap what we're talking about today is, you know, these five things are all, all hidden in the heart. There's bitterness and blame. There's unforgiveness. There's the feeling that you need to suffer in order to hold on to that raw pain, that you deserve it to suffer because of your mistakes. There's the moving forward too quickly, moving on too quickly. And then there's just the thinking you have to please everyone, which it's not even possible. I can't even please both children at the same time. The, my teenager and my preteen, they have different desires and I have make one decision and truthfully, typically it doesn't make either of them happy, but that's okay. Cause again, I don't have to people please. I don't have to please them because I know what's best. The same with your friends, you know what's best. You know what your family needs. And so just embrace that and be okay. It's okay also to get help. It's okay to ask your friends for advice or, hey, what do you think of the situation? Or do you see that I'm in any, any kind of cycle? Like ask them if any of these things resonate with you. Say, hey, I'm, I'm kind of stuck. Are, are any of these things that you see in my life? And it will, it will help, you know, because it's those good friends will help you see things in yourself you can't see. But you get to choose what you listen to. I hope that as you're listening to these, you have a little stirring. I hope that you have a little empowerment and that you're a little excited to to see like, okay, this is the block. And now I know where I can go next, where I can start to heal and get out of this, this space that I'm in that I don't want to be in. Because small steps, small wins is all that we're looking for. And when we start to do that, take those small steps, we start to have a life that we can love. Hey friend, I hope you loved today's episode. I hope you start to claim the confidence to walk in a judgment-free zone as you continue this healing journey. Now I want to invite you to look into working with me. I'm a full-time restoration and confidence coach with a background in marriage to family therapy. And not only that, but friend, I've walked it. As you heard in my story, I've experienced grief, loss, pain, feeling stuck. I've had the desire to break free from the fog and rise up again after the hurt, after the pain, and move out of the grief cycle to begin to wake up with purpose again and live a life of meaning and kind of rediscover who I was before the grief while I was uncovering who I'm becoming. And I have been called to help you with the same thing. So if you feel you're ready to step back into the light, wash away the old, not forgetting the past, but stepping into a new position of purpose, confidence, and identity, I would love to be your coach and mentor through the process. I only take a few clients each month and would love to get you on the calendar to help you navigate this journey. Email me at Tammy at TammyMarieCoaching.com. Until then, I'll meet you here next week with another awesome topic to help you claim the life that you desire. Don't forget to take a screenshot, tag me, share on Facebook and Instagram, and please share this with another broken-spirited mom who is in need of some soul restoration. Don't forget to rate and review. And until next time, take a deep breath and know there is hope. Bye, friend.